Alrighty, we're back with uh, another episode of Behind the Vinyl. Uh, Nicholas, as always, is yes. by my side. Yes. And um, we are joined by the guys from Hellas. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Uh, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are on the on the verge of releasing uh, your record. Yep. Which is which is great. We just got a copy of it here. Um, yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah, and totally nerding out. Yeah. It's it's really um, uh, vinyl wise, it looks great. You know. You like the paper? Uh, Love the yeah. paper. <laughs> so we, we just fully noted out here and yeah. talked about the paper quality and yeah. uh, and the feeling of it. Gatefold. Yeah. It's uh, it it totally changes the way you listen to to a record too. I think it's it's a little bit more the whole the whole thing. It's like a new dimension of the whole experience. It is. Absolutely. It is. You take it more seriously (laughs) in a way when you have when you have a vinyl record. You give it more time and you know. We we talked to someone the other day, I can't I can't remember who it is, maybe you remember, but they were talking about when they bought the live album from uh, it was actually David Ellison from Megadeth. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was talking about all the live records and the Judas Priest live record, and yep. and then he got "If You Want Blood" by ACDC, and it was just uh, not a gatefold, just a normal record, no booklet, <clears throat> no nothing, and you get a little bit disappointed. Yeah, record was amazing, but the packaging was a little bit disappointing. He wanted more. <laughs> he wanted more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is great when you see it like this, and um, and the artwork, yeah, you know, on twelve inch, the artwork looks. Looks awesome. Mm. Phenomenal. So everyone go out, check it out. Conundrum, Hallis. Um, and also check you guys out playing live too. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see you in uh in Copenhagen as well. Yeah. This year, which will which will be really great. Hopefully. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> really looking forward to, to play that show because the lineup this year is uh, really awesome with Made and merciful fate and kiss, yeah. kiss, yeah. kiss, and Judas Priest and kiss, miming their way through the show. <laughs> 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 uh, with kiss uh, at Sweden Rock Festival last year, and it was supposed to be their last show. Yeah, in Scandinavia. Or yeah, something, I think. yeah, yeah. 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 We'll have, I can't wait to see them <laughs> <laughs> one more time. <laughs> show again. They'll come back. Yeah. They'll come back. Well, uh, thanks for joining us for Behind the Vinyl. Um, so we kind of threw it over and you guys picked which record? 2112 by Rush. Very cool, yeah. you know, which is a bit of a... Rush is a bit of a soft spot with, with us. Yeah, but, but I have to say that 2112 is probably the Rush album that I've listened to the least mm-hmm. uh, throughout the years. Since I, I, when I got into Rush, probably late 80s... Um, um, I listened to um, the live album, A Show of Hands, and then went back to Grace Under Pressure, Power Windows, those kind of records. And then later on, um, more of the uh, the earlier stuff, like this one and, and, and Caress of Steel and others. But, uh, but it's really good. It, so you, it's, you went backwards. I went backwards, exactly. And then from, I think from around Show of Hands, then I started buying... Um, each new album, um, and I remember, um, uh, was it albums like Presto, uh, Counterparts, stuff like that. Not as good, but totally okay. Yeah, when we, um, when Casper asked me which record, because we are two, yep, which record <laughs> should we choose, and uh, we talked a little bit about uh, also if Caress of Steel would be the record, yeah, but. Then we, yeah, but 2112, maybe I it's 
Yeah, a more rush record. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think, the album Twenty One Twelve had a greater impact on my life, at least, than Keras Steel. Mm. And also in an earlier time in my life as well. Yeah. yeah. I think a greater impact on Rush as well. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, which we'll get. It was it was a struggling time. So yeah. let's let's um let's play a song. Let's start off by playing uh the Twilight Zone. And then we'll come back and um, we'll just talk about how bad it was there for us. from Rush. Mm. So um so you were just saying you were you were indecisive which record. Um you picked 2112. Um I read somewhere Lifeson said it's the first time. It was the the band's fourth studio record and it was the band's it was Lifeson said it was the band's first time that it actually sounded and felt like Rush. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that too. I think that that is um it is kind of the 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 album that when you talk about Rush, I think everybody points to this album as being like essential Rush, um, uh, even though I, I I rarely listen to it. But um, but it's also interest for me. It's also interesting because um, I realized that this record released. It was released on April first, nineteen seventy six, and that's two weeks after Kisses Destroyer Rush released. Two very different albums. Two very different <laughs> albums, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and I think uh, in the beginning, many people they compared Rush to bands like maybe it's the new Led Zeppelin or yep. Uh, yep. Y- just a, uh, n- not a simple rock band, but just a rock band. Yep. Guitar based. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, at Twenty One Twelve, they went another direction, but at the same time, it's not a huge step. But no. The the new sounds of this record was. Much more with synthesizers. And yeah, yeah, and they 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 turn to another direction, and that's where absolutely, it out. absolutely. But I also ha- have to say that I think it's kind of similar to Caress Steel in a way, yeah, because that's their first like progressive rock album, right? Absolutely, yeah, but, yeah, but maybe not as good as as Twenty One Twelve. Um, so I. Th- I I actually think that Caress of Steel is the first album actually sounding like Rush. Right, right. Okay. right. Well, so what do you think it was? It was a literally a commercial success, a commercial failure. Right. Yeah. Um, yet 2112 was a success. 2112 sold 3 million records. Mm. Um, but what, what do you think, what differentiated the two? Because they aren't that dissimilar. I can't, yeah. I can't understand why Caress of Steel and 2112 is uh, compared so different because... Yeah. We have this long, longer, like, uh, um, like the Necromancer on Caress of Steel, yep. the long songs, uh, the Fountain of Lamnet, uh, and and at the same time we have uh, Overture on Twenty One Twelve, long songs. It's uh, complex songs, uh, but still. Well, we have one song, one yeah. song, and so effectively it's one song broken up into however many parts it is. You know, like mm. uh, seven, seven different parts, seven different songs within. Yeah. 2112, the, the one song. Maybe 2112 came out just the right time. People 
were craving for this kind of music or something. I, I can't see uh, how the success came that way. I don't know. I guess 2112 is like more powerful in a way. They, mm -hmm. they found like a, a place uh, or, or a style at least that was like perfect balance between power and progressive rock like mm. heavy rock and progressive rock in perfect harmony yeah so I, I guess that's what people liked yeah definitely i think that they were literally on the verge of being uh Drop. being dropped yeah. by their label yeah um and they were given one chance under the fact that this is going to be more catchier more radio friendly songs yeah, the record company wanted them to, to make <coughs> the something more commercial. The record company wanted that, and, the, and their manager, who, who we should talk about, he's got a bit of a interesting, you know, there's interesting... Ray Daniels. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think Alex Lifeson, he, he quoted something like, um, you know, he, he was prepared to go down in flames. The band mm. was prepared to go down in flames, you know. And I think when a band are in that position that they will be dropped if they don't do this kind of record, uh, and... The way that uh, Rush did this record, they did it from their hearts, mm. yeah. and I think people could could hear that that this is true music, this oh, is sure. true from the heart, and that is more powerful than just a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's true music. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's, a, it's a ballsy move. It's like, very ballsy. You, know, you, you yeah. come up with the uh, concept album and, and weird songs, and you do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we 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 did one with uh, Frederick from Opeth mm. for as you mentioned, with Moving Pictures. Yep. Now, that was a couple albums time, and by that stage, the record label was, ah, oh, leave them alone. They're, they've got some su success, so we'll yeah. let them do what they want. Yeah. But this was a really, you know, touchy But that's, that is also the time, this time, like the 70s, that um, bands were also given a number of records to kind of find their sound. Yes. Compared to today. It would <coughs> never happen today in that way. No. And I guess the record labels were uh, willing to spend money on it, and they were willing to, you know, wait for two or three records until the band kind of found themselves and so on, yeah. which is, I guess, quite different compared to today. Which is a cool thing, a really cool thing, um, to to get the chance to develop your sound and your style in that way over a, a number of years. Yeah. Which, which it should be the case. You know, yeah. you guys have just released a record. It's, uh, um, you, you could probably understand and see some, uh, some comparisons in, in regards to that era of Rush and you guys. Yeah, it's like uh, when we did this record, uh, we didn't have any, like, somebody telling us you should do it this way or mm. that way. We, we didn't have this kind of pressure. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, who who knows what would happen if Rush didn't have that pressure? Right. Yeah. Right. What kind of record would that be? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. True. True. Well, let's let's play another song and then we'll we'll come back shortly. guys so when when did you first discover rush because obviously you guys when, when were you born <laughs> 91 yeah. 91 there's a, there's a big difference yeah. between 76 and yeah. 91 yeah i think i was 
1812 or something. Right. When I first discovered Rush, and it was uh, in uh, with this album. Right. 2012. Yeah. Right. My first Rush album. Right. For me, it was a little bit later. I think I was 18 or something. Casper, uh, or maybe 20 or something. Casper showed me the. Um, I think it was maybe 2112. Probably. Yeah. And uh, at first, I. I thought this was really weird music. Yeah. Uh, it didn't like uh, it didn't get me at the first time, but it was very interesting, and uh, you could see new stuff every time you listen. You could uh, hear new stuff. Mm. Uh, it's a lot of uh, exploring in their music. Mm -hmm. Every time is something new. You hear something new. Oh, maybe they thought like this when they did this and. Uh, and that is really interesting with their music. Right, yeah. A lot of depth. Yeah. 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 And I think this was your gateway drum to pro more prog yeah. progressive rock as well. Like after I started to listen to Rush, then it opened up uh, for me to listen to like Genesis or right. uh, um, King Crimson or yeah, other progressive bands. And I think... Uh, Thank you, Rush, for that. <laughs> <laughs> so 2112 was your marijuana, and then you got into crack and heroin, yeah. and all that, the, the heavier stuff. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen them live? No, oh. sadly. Not at all? No. They played uh, 2015, uh, I think, maybe 13. it was 13. Sweden Rock, Sweden Rock Festival. Sweden Rock. That we right, yeah. We talked about, let's go to Sweden Rock. Yeah. But we didn't have that much money to <laughs> tickets. And we uh, thought they will come back and yeah. we will have more yeah. money at that point. But then they, st they yeah. stopped playing. And uh, so sad now when Neil Peart is dead and everything, uh, they can't play live. But I saw the uh, cinema... What's the cinema name? Strangiatus. Cinema Strangiato. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. anniversary right. cinema. Oh, right, right okay. Live show. Uh, yep. Right. On cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. It's really cool. Yeah, it's the closest I've been. The closest you can see right. live. Yeah. yeah, yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, we had this talk the other day, you know, yeah. about about seeing them or not seeing them. Yeah, well, I saw them. I saw them twice at yeah. the Globe. Right. Yeah. In the two thousands, and, and yeah, it was phenomenal both times. Um, but also, I mean, they didn't play. I think like when they played the Globe again. They hadn't played, and I think we said this with Frederick as well, they hadn't played in Sweden since 1979, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and they really hadn't toured Europe, I think. No. Not no. in that extent, anyway. So um, that was pretty cool. But great live show, um, everything. Great sound, great lighting, the the, the stage show, everything. It, it, really cool. I remember the first time first time I saw them, they used to, because there's such a comedic value yeah. to Rush, yeah. being so serious and so music and yeah. so technical. And then there's a all. washing machine on stage <laughs> and stuff yeah, like and that. And they literally had washing machines. Yeah. One of the shows that I saw, it had washing machines, mm. three washing machines, yeah. and they're playing and this person would walk out and Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> literally do the washing yeah. on stage. Have yeah. you heard about yeah. this? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, they would literally do the washing on stage and, and then go back in and like, 40 minutes later, yep. and it, it would wash. 40 yep. minutes later, they'd come and take it over, put it in the dryer, and, and wash it. And then, if I remember correctly, they then took it out and threw it out to the crowd. It was like... I might have done it, yeah. There was one of the shows they had, like, I think they had, like, um, um, grilled chickens They or had something. chicken yeah. rotisseries. Yeah, exactly. And they cooked the chicken during yep. the show, yep. chickens, yep. and then they kind of served it and went and gave it to people in the in the front row on that. It's... 
there's a a big That's which a, is kind of kind of Monty Python yeah. that kind of humor in a way a new you know? way new way of stage performance absolutely absolutely yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah definitely it always is yeah, <laughs> yeah. but fun, a funny twist yeah. yeah oh sure oh sure I just realized today that um, well I've probably read it before that twenty one twelve is of course the uh, the military time of nine twelve so twelve minutes past nine. And nine twelve is also twelfth of September, which was Neil Peart's birthday. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. I did. You just blew my mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was another thing that is, I, I is had. Is that where it come from? Yeah, I think so. I had to write it down that uh, in I can't remember which song it is, but they say um, "Attention, all planets of the Solar Federation," uh, and that is heard three times. Then they say we have uh, we have assumed control, and that is heard three times. The first phrase has seven words repeated three times, which is seven times three is twenty-one. And the second phrase with we have assumed control has four words said three times, which is four times three, which is twelve. Twenty-one, twelve. My, I actually <laughs> had that conversation with my friend like yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds cool. like deep conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's like yeah, you know, exactly. That's really weird. That yeah. ain't Motley Crue, that's for sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I have to say one thing. I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't make the song 21 minutes and 12. Seconds. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah that would have been killer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. So, True. What do they think of when yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do. and that's I've used 2112 as part of a password like on my computer so many times in different variations right because um, it's easy to remember yeah <laughs> yeah and of course you guys coming from Gothenburg there's a 2112 restaurant down there yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I think there's uh, at first there was one now it's more yeah right? now there's a second one or a, a, uh, a lunch restaurant yeah. oh yeah. cool I, I've never been eating there but no me neither I've never been to the place you've never been to the first, the main one no oh man I mean, dude yeah, I, I rarely go to Gothenburg go so there. oh there you go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get out of jail. We go there together yeah absolutely it's, it's a great place absolutely great great place yeah Owned by the Inflames guys, of course. Owned by a couple of the Inflames yeah. guys. Yep. Um, boutique burgers. I think last time I was there, I had the Rainy oh, right. Blood Burger. Okay, cool. So, that's good. Nice. Ready? Let's play another song, and then we'll come back. Conundrum, the record is out now. When you guys are going to hear this, yep. it's going to be out. Um, so go and check it out. And we're talking about 2112 um, from Rush, of course. Here's a couple uh, couple of weird things. Uh, Hugh Syme. Yep. Again, Hugh Syme, 
he uh, he does the artwork for Rush, and he it's another record that he's that he's played on. Yes, he plays uh, he plays keyboard. He plays keyboard. So um, he also played on moving pictures. Exactly. So that's pretty nice. You know, he's getting some uh, he's getting some points on this record. Yeah. Plus the money for the artwork. Yep. And he was the one that basically invented the uh, you know the the Starman. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I always knew I always knew who signed just as um, an artist who did like album covers. I never knew he played keyboards i never knew right. we played keyboards until we started doing right. moving pitches and then right, we moved right. on to yeah. like twenty one twelve now and i'm like oh here he is again exactly so it's pretty it's pretty interesting yeah that's for sure so and obviously uh ray daniels their manager he's got a he's a long time manager he also went on to manage extreme oh right yeah straight um, out of boston and his his this is nerdy talk huh? uh because because Nicholas is a big Van Halen fan. Oh yeah. His sister, okay, married Alex Van Halen. All righty, I didn't know that. And wow, he, and cool. he was the one that instigated Gary Sharon joining Van Halen. Right, of course. Yeah, cool. So, some Van Halen. You can always squeeze you can always some Van, slip Halen a little Van Halen into. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, that's cool. I did not know that. Extreme is that the more than words? That's, that's absolutely more than words. it is. Yeah. It is. It so, is. So we went from managing Rush to uh, Extreme. See, that's too extremes there right yes a band yes. like rush to a band yes. like extreme yeah. so oh yeah it's it's quite definitely. interesting definitely um musically it's pretty heavy music to to get your head around and and also lyrically um neil piat's a amazing lyricist yeah. yeah and i also just doing some research on this for this record they basically come up with the music after the lyrics he was he was Hmm. He, he wrote the lyrics, and um, as he was writing the lyrics, right. uh, Lifeson and, and Getty Lee were constructing the music that they, you know, the, the vibe they got from his lyrics, which is quite interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you have, like, since Parrot usually did all the um, the lyrics, you also have now you have Lessons, which is just Lifeson, I think, both music and lyrics, and the song Tears, which is um, Getty Lee. Both music and lyrics. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And cool. The, I've heard that uh, Lessons and Tears are the two tracks that don't really fit into the the, the story. Or right, like right, right. A bit off uh, the story, but right. I think it fits really good when you listen to the full piece. It yeah, absolutely. The, the record really Oh, well. yeah. Yeah. It does. No, it's a cool album. It's also interesting that the what is it five minutes and uh, yeah four minutes and fifty four seconds into the album before vocals kick in, mm. you know, which is so basically the second song, um, having been instructed or the the record company under the influence <laughs> that it's yeah. going to be a a more commercial <laughs> record. Yeah. I'm sure they probably shit their pants when, yeah. when the record was delivered yeah when will they start singing exactly it's a really brave uh, brave thing to do yeah to, to do that it thing. is and it's it fits the record so good it really fits yeah. this record yeah. it builds up something for your imagination yep. and then getty starts to sing and and the melodies hooking on it's yeah great. Yep. and the meek shall inherit the earth yeah exactly <laughs> yes yes but that's something also I think which is kind of a thing that divides people when it comes to Rush, and and that's um, um, Gedley's vocals. Yep. That he he has a a voice that you either 
you either really like it and you think it fits the music or you absolutely hate it and think it's just, you know, it's just screeching away. Yeah. Every um, time I, I play Rush for a friend that's not really into Rush, right. I've heard them before, yeah. they say, is, is it a girl? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, it's so weird, but maybe yeah. it's something, he's got this high... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they were a weird-looking band. And they were a very weird looking band. Not you know? not you know, not the best good looking guys in the business. Back then yeah, actually I used to think Piet looked really cool. Yeah. Oh well when yeah, he had kind of long hair and when he, he had his hippie thing. He was just but Getty Lee always looked weird. Getty Lee looked weird. Alex Lyson didn't kind of fit, although no. Alex Lyson I think is one of the most underrated guitar players yeah. out there. Still still to this day, you'll oh, yeah. never see no. Alex Lyson in a twenty best Right, right, no, like exactly. That, but he's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, I also think that I think that was for the Moving Pictures album where they, uh, uh, I can't remember if that's on the album, the pictures where they dressed in, up in kimonos, right? Okay, or kimonos. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's it is right, and that 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 also that the the plan for that someone some of them said in an interview that they were trying to find um, some kind of look the band but those pictures they look absolutely ridiculous <laughs> it's like kimonos nah i don't know it's I not the it's best cool. yeah well well it fit the 70s so maybe you know. on 2112 they they should have something more space exactly yeah, yeah 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 absolutely absolutely but it's uh, the kimonos are, i think it's a little bit star wars yeah style, but yeah not all the way yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah true it, you, you you'd say 21 well how does rush sit in regards to your your favorite bands. Hmm? How does Rush sit in regards to your your favorite bands? Like top three, I think. Top oh three? wow, uh, Jesus! Who, who joins them? <laughs> I think Motley Crue. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of a band called Gentle Giant. Oh okay, okay. yeah, yeah. And mm. I have to say, like Iron Maiden before Seventh Son. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. Nice. I think uh, for me, it's like maybe. Uh, five or something uh -huh. because uh, i don't think of rush as a band that i admire that much at the same time i always see uh, i always come back to them right listening yeah. and uh, and when i see like the rating on my stream uh, list yeah. and everything <laughs> yeah i have listened to them a lot exactly yeah. so Ooh, i'm a rush fan <laughs> yeah. so they are up there yeah, yeah. But I think also for for Rush, also like when especially I had uh, two friends of mine uh, who were more into um, well, I think they were more into Rush, uh, Marillion, um, and then um, Genesis and stuff like that. So I think for me, back in the like in the eighties, then uh, later eighties, um, listening to Rush made me then go and discover bands like and get more into bands like Marillion, Genesis. And all that stuff. So um, it kind of opened my eyes for, for different kinds of music and more progressive and more complicated music in a way than, than the uh, usual stuff I listen to. It, it's funny you mentioned Iron Maiden because a lot of people like, that's a progressive band at times. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, it, it really is. Yeah. yeah. I think they, they have, uh, many people see them as uh, like a straightforward heavy metal band. But if you listen to to the songs they have uh, really like complicated and mm. and uh, kind of extreme uh, 
way of writing and turns in sure. the music and yep. I think yep. they, they should be one of the progressive beasts too yeah yeah, 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 uh, yeah definitely definitely they should definitely oh, yeah. not be left out like they are no just, you know, they're very much just more twin guitar than in uh, yeah. ordinary <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. true yeah true true oh yeah absolutely and and we talked about that with megadeth as well yeah. megadeth referring to themselves as as a bit of a prog band yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah as well or definitely prog elements yeah something that a lot of people you know wouldn't consider as well no yeah but that is interesting also i think that sometimes that get gets lost these days that and we've talked about this before like back when 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 we were buying albums and we were buying vinyl in the You're 80s still and buying 90s vinyls, I, still I do too it. but yeah. back then um how you know i know it kind of opened up for other things and you were checking out other bands and and you read about other bands and in and in a different way than I think it is today when everybody's just doing Spotify and streaming and things like that. And and you, you read the thank you lists and you were checking out, oh, he produced this and then he produced that, so I gotta check that out because that's probably good as well and yeah. and so on. Um so yeah, the the way that I kind of got into Marillion and all that kind of stuff. Um totally different compared to today, yeah. I think. An album covers again, like this, like your your album cover for Hellas, um, beautiful, and it works perfectly for a vinyl album. Yes, but that is also something that you kind of feel gets lost these days when people are just streaming things and just listening to stuff on Spotify or iTunes, whatever it is. That all the 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 artwork and all of that gets you know it's so secondary. And back in the day. You even bought records just because yeah. of the album yep. cover, because you thought, "Well, this looks really cool. I have never heard of that band. I'm going to check this out." Yep. And it might have been bad, but it might have been good. Yep. So yep. And I think like Twenty One Twelve, the way they um, like work with the artwork and mm. everything, like on the front uh, page with the red star and everything, it it has part of the story. Yeah. The same we we work. We took inspi- inspiration from that, and, and like working, also working with the imaging, and uh, yeah, you know, some hints from the story on the right. front. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's uh, we we have a lot to thank to Rush. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes it, it it becomes that whole package. Uh, it's the music and it's the artwork, and it it there's a more. Um, Uh, it just feels more alive in a way compared to today where you need, you know, hip hoppers or rappers, they release a song there and a song there and it's all about streaming and all that. Um, this is so much more and, and you really feel like, well, you know, you put some thought into it and, you know, um, so it's, uh, yeah. It makes you want to like investigate. Uh, yeah, story. absolutely. That, that naked man. Yeah, and that, and that yeah. red star. What, yeah, what does that make sense? You get curious. Yeah, and you yeah. Start to research. Absolutely. And, and uh, you want to more know more about the story. And yeah, yeah. Dig into it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. You can sit there like you sit there with vinyl albums. You can sit and as a kid, you sat there for hours and, and studied and going back to Iron Maiden, studying Iron Maiden covers. Yeah. Those, yeah. those, you know. Yeah. Trying to find new details and things like that, you know, and and the the cross pollination of album covers, yeah, especially with Iron Maiden, sure, you know, where you know 
certain somewhere in time have elements from all the other yeah, exactly piece, piece yeah, of yeah, mine yeah. has elements yeah, from it yeah, as well yeah. so oh yeah it's really interesting yeah alrighty let's let's end it up um, one last thing Rush they're going to get back together you know they're going to do anything do you think no you know maybe def- Alex and Neil uh, Alex well there's there's been this talk yeah, of of you know who's Mike Portnoy. Mike Portnoy. Oh, really? I don't know, I, yeah. I, but I don't even know if if they've said anything about it. It's just no, like it's I think people, people thinking like, well, Mike Portnoy, he's a he's a skilled drummer, technical drummer. He could p- probably do it. Dave, I don't know. He's I think he said well, himself that he couldn't. You he know, come out and said he's not um, technical enough for the. Yeah, he's you know. not musically. And exactly. He's not, um, and he's not um, technical enough. No, to, exactly. To, to be able to do it. Yeah. I heard in some interviews that. It was uh, Neil who uh, kind of did, yeah, he couldn't play more because his health and everything. Right, yeah. So I, I, I think Getty and Alex, maybe they will come back and they, they should. They uh, have to. Yeah. yeah. They have to come yeah. somewhere. And maybe yeah. to, to uh, honor sure. Neil's uh, memory yeah. sure. and everything. Yeah. Maybe they could team up with uh, Cole Palmer or something. Yeah. Uh, well, there's, there's an interesting call, but yeah. Cole Palmer, yeah. no one's ever mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the uh, Neil Parrott hologram. Yeah, that would be That'll great. come. Oh, yeah, thanks, <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's hope not. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for your time. Thank you. It's really Thank cool you. Thank and, you. And um, Conundrum is out now. Go yeah. and check it out and congratulations. Thank you for the spin. <laughs> Smoke in Lebanon, we burn.